0: Welcome to Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan, training you to lead with courage.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan. I am your host, Virginia Pradhan. Today, we have a very special guest with us. Um, Her name is Susan Michael. She is the U.S. Director of the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem. She returns to our our, uh, podcast as a guest and uh, Um, For sure, you know um, what's going on in Israel, and um, she will inform us even more about this. Before I will let you, Susan, uh, introduce yourself and tell um, um, our audience what you want to share with them, I want to tell you and everyone that some of my friends emailed me and asked me about the situation and even said Israel was not established with the blood of thousands of our people to be the ideal spiritual vacation destination. It is our homeland and it's a land that we must fight for every single day. More Jewish were murdered on uh, um, Shabbat, October 7, than any day since the Holocaust. Let that sink in. Okay. What does it mean for Jewish people and Christians in America and around the world? So Susan, I'm so glad you are here, and I'm so glad that you will answer those questions.
0: Well, Virginia, it's great to be with you again. I wish it was under happier circumstances. It's been a very, very uh, grievous week and a sad week, shocking. Uh, The people of Israel are traumatized. They're shocked, and um, their Christian friends feel the same way on their behalf. So um, thank you for the opportunity to talk about this.
1: Um. Can you share with our audience, just a little bit, especially for some of them that might not um, have been aware of what is going on, or my question, what is true, what is fake on the news?
0: Okay. Well, first of all, as you said already, this was the worst massacre of Jewish people since the Holocaust. These were not soldiers, although there were a few soldiers in the numbers. Uh, these were not soldiers. This was not a military operation. This was an anti-Semitic tirade to kill and murder and torture as many Jews as possible. And so this, if this horrific attack will go down in history uh, because of its severity. And this is not about military. This is not about homeland uh, none. There's no excuse for this. It was anti-Semitism, and it was out for the blood of Jewish people. It didn't care who they were, what age they were, gender, uh, pregnant women uh, massacred. Um, it, it was it was horrific. So, um, what what's going to happen now? Uh, the world rallied around Israel quickly because it was such a horrific terrorist attack. And I need to put it in perspective for your listeners. Um, We had our 9-11 22 years ago, and Israel rallied around us. They they cried with us. um, They supported us. And um, this attack on Israel now, if you look at the numbers as a percentage of their population, this attack is over 10 times worse than 9-11. So in other words, in American numbers, if we were to do the same percentages, we're talking over 30,000 Americans killed in a 72-hour period. So it was a horrific attack. And, um, And so once we understand the severity of it, and people rallied around Israel quickly, but now that Israel is fighting back, and is after the eradication of this terrorist organization that has terrorized their people since they took power in 2005. So this is 18 years of nonstop terrorism on that southern border, rocket barrages, and um, threats of annihilation, threats to, to kill Jews, threats to wipe Israel off the face of the map. So Israel has decided that there's no peace with this organization. It must be eradicated because it is a terrorist organization. It's not a legitimate government um, of the people. And so as they move into Gaza now with weapons and bombings, and and, uh, I believe a ground incursion will start at any moment, The images are going to come back and hit social media that this terrible Israeli army, what they're doing. It is not true. Your listeners need to know that Israel has taken extreme measures to make sure that they do not kill or injure civilians in Gaza. Of course, in war, you don't have complete control. There will be some civilians that are killed or injured, you can't um, avoid it. But what Israel's been doing, they have round-the-clock Arabic speakers calling every phone number in Gaza, telling the people to flee to the south, because Israel's coming in in the north. That's where the city of Gaza City is. They have been dropping leaflets. They have been working with the international community to open up corridors for them to go down into the south. And for foreigners to get completely out through Egypt, but Egypt does not want these people coming into Egypt. So the border is closed, but the civilians are give, being given the opportunity to get out of harm's way. And what army does that? I mean, it, the Israeli army does that. They are the most ethical army in the world, I, I believe, and they are taking extreme measures. So that, Virginia, that is the truth, and that's what your listeners need to understand.
1: Uh, I I uh, remember seeing from all the media, not uh, liberal or Democrats, all the media saying that they have information and they have even videos um, from uh, Gaza that the government stops it, it, its own people to go down on the South because they want to use those people as, as a shield, human shield.
0: And um, That's absolutely right. They, are, they don't want the civilians to get out of the way because civilians are a cover for them, and also civilians are the, the death and injury of civilians is a great propaganda game for Hamas. So they do not want the civilians to go to safety.
1: And another thing that I heard from all the media, uh, again, is that before this atrocity uh, performed by Hamas, uh, Israeli government in, wanted to keep a good relationship with them and build relationship and trust, and this year alone, The government allowed 20,000 people from Gaza to come on work permit. And it looks like several of those people turned their guns against, and they were used in in this terrifying uh, situation.
0: Yes, what they're discovering is that those workers that were coming in and working in those border communities were mapping out the communities, they were taking pictures, they were finding where was the weak point in security, what is the routine in these communities, and and they took that back into Gaza to Hamas, and they found papers on the Hamas fighters that had been killed in, in Israel, they found these papers with detailed maps and instructions and internal information. So those Gaza citizens that were allowed to come in and work in Israel and earn a, a higher wage than they would earn in Gaza and to help better their lives, they turned against Israel and betrayed them.
1: Yes. And one other thing that I heard, is, and I believe it's true, is there is a huge difference between the German, Hitler and German, and what they did. They were trying really hard to uh, hide the proof of killing uh, Jewish people. Well, people, Gaza people and Hamas people, they were putting their atrocities on their cell, putting everyone and bragging about.
0: Oh, yes. They would... Actually, film the murder or torture of an Israeli, and use the Israeli's phone for the recording, so they could post it to the Israeli's Facebook page for all their friends and family to see the torture and the murder of of this Israeli. I mean, how cruel! How cruel can can one be? This is why this evil, and it is evil, Virginia. Um, this evil. Organization needs to be eradicated, and completely disarmed and disabled, and that they can no longer do this. And as you as you've already pointed out, this is better not just for Israel. This is better for the citizens of Gaza. About a third of the citizens of Gaza actually support Hamas, but two thirds of them don't support Hamas, and their lives have been. controlled and held back by Hamas because all this money from the international community that has been given to the government of Gaza, which is Hamas, was used for building a military apparatus and underground tunnels and buying weapons and all that instead of making the lives of the people better. And if anybody tries to speak up, well, Hamas will just um, kill them. I mean, they they'll be imprisoned prison and they'll be killed. And uh, so the people of Gaza are terrorized by this terrible government. And so they will be much, much better off in the future once Israel has uh, destroyed this organization. Of course, none of this is going to be easy. There is going to be a lot of suffering uh, amongst the Gazan population. There's going to be a lot of destruction. Um, But in the long run, they will be better if we get a better government in place for them.
1: You are so right, because these Mm -hmm. Gaza leaders that are terrifying not only Israel people, but Gaza people, they live a lavish life. Many of them, uh, lots of television, again, from both sides, present the kind of lavish uh, life they live. Uh, They have those tunnels that they can communicate, and some of them, they don't even live in that area. They live in other parts of the world. But what impresses me the most is how many Israeli people are coming back to Israel to fight for Israel.
0: Yes, well, Israel has called up 380,000 reservists and a, a good number of reservists were on vacation in America, or they're here for studies, or they've moved here temporarily. So they're all, uh, I don't know the numbers, but they're flying back to Israel so that they can uh, join the reserves and join in on the the battle. Um, There are other Jews in America that will just board the planes and get over there to try to help out the effort uh, the most that they can. Um, you know, Israel has gone through a period of a good deal of political division. They've had a lot of protest over the last, oh, what, six, seven months. Um, the political debate has been very heated uh, in Israel, but they are now completely united. And uh, they've pulled together. Um, there's, you know, there still might be some complaints against the government because the government did... Uh, slip up. There was the a large security failure, and so there will be still complaints against the government, but all that will be investigated afterwards. Right now, the country is united behind uh, their army and behind their government That with the goals of this operation, which is to eradicate their southern border from this terrorist organization. It's uh,
1: surprising but in the same, maybe not that some of the colleges and universities around in United States and maybe even um, in other and other countries are um, rallying for Hamas instead of Israel. Um, what would you say to those groups, knowing that Hamas says that? To Israel, not only to Israel in Israel, but Israel all over the world. And Hamas also said Iraq and others that supports them will say that to America. What would you say to those those young people that have no clue?
0: Well you know, we, the, the universities need to clamp down on this, but um, I'm doubtful that they will. We're talking about the secular or uh, universities, and uh, they need to clamp down on that, and they need to bring some moral clarity that this was a terrorist attack and there will be no support of terrorism on their campuses. And, um, and also, they need to provide some security for their Jewish students. It's already been dangerous for Jews on these campuses. They they regularly have uh, harassment, discrimination, maybe even uh, some physical attacks. But all that's ramping up now. And as they uh, walk past a protest calling "gas the Jews," that's a, a very dangerous situation for Jewish students, and it should not be allowed. These universities. Should not allow it.
1: Yeah, and also um, I I know that there is um, uh, somebody in the government is uh, proposing today. Maybe they already uh, have done that. That every representative in United States Senate or Congress should have only the United States flag. Not any other flight from any other country, not matter the origin of your uh, your origin, Um, and that's because we had several, at least two of them having, you know, the Palestinian and saying things horrible things about about that, and also um, you you speak about uh, the threats in America. I know that uh, um, the government. is watching everywhere, um, you know, for what they call uh, the long, uh, long wolf, but also trying to protect the mosque and, uh, and Jewish people. So, um, with that in mind, um, besides everything that the government is doing, we as individuals we have a responsibility too. We cannot just wait for the government to do what we think that it's right, and yes, call and um, ask the government to do what it's right and stand with uh, with what mm-hmm. is right. But when all those uh, news media will start talking about, oh look what's going on in Gaza, forgetting what happened in Israel, what do you think? Uh, us, in each one of us as individual, we can do.
0: Well, Virginia, this is the hour for courageous leadership. And so I'm so happy to uh, be on your program and talk to your audience about this, because we are in a day of growing darkness in the world. And we are in a day where the truth is being presented as the false narrative. And the false narrative is being presented as the truth. It's so ludicrous. We actually have people now on like young people on campuses or part of these networks being told that actually there's no proof that 40 babies were killed or that so many babies were beheaded, that that these there's no proof of this. Well, that's just absolutely ludicrous. There's plenty of proof. There's all kinds of video footage of this. And but yet our young people will be deceived and um, sucked into this world of lies where anything you want to say, you just say it's, it's your truth, your narrative. And that's just wrong. There is truth and there is falsehood. And so we need to arm ourselves with the truth. It may be from the Bible. It may be from the history of the situation or the facts on the ground, what Israel's going through. But we need to arm ourselves with the truth and become courageous leaders and speak out. If we do not speak out, I'm telling you, we're going to lose the battle. We must speak out.
1: That is so true, and the battle is not only in Israel. The battle is all over the world, and the battle is here in America. And uh, we have to be strong and courageous and present the truth. And also ask questions about, I am so thankful uh, for all those organizations and law firms that asked uh, Harvard Law School to provide them with a list of students who signed that letter and uh, protested and uh, um, and. Um, support the Hamas, and uh, later on, those organizations, those law firms, sent them a letter and said, we offer you a job, but because of your philosophy of violence and not supporting what is right, that it's against what a lawyer should do, we, um, we uh, are not offering you that, that job. And I, I believe that was courageous for those, uh, those companies to do those kind of things. And I hope that those students will think twice, will search, like you said, for the truth to find out what is truth and stand up for the truth.
0: Yes, I'm so happy that those businesses and and institutions did that, and that's exactly what's needed in this day. And it should be against the law to promote terrorism in the United States. I don't know the laws, but if it's not, it should be against the law. Um, We should not allow our citizens to promote terrorism, and that's what's happening on these college campuses So uh, my prayer is that as the very bad is being exposed through all of this, that it will lead to positive actions that will make sure that this doesn't happen in the future. And passing laws against promoting terrorist organizations um, should be one of those measures um, so that this situation can never happen again.
1: Yes, I I believe you're right. One of the things that we have been dying, doing with uh, you know our audience, we present the truth on uh, social media. We take those information and spread it so people that might not be able to watch the news all the time, they will be able to watch at least a, a small clip of that. We are praying with people and with lots of organization here in the United States. We are fasting, and I know you you have been fasting. For, for that. Um, there are uh, news media like Fox News that uh, set up um, a, a way for people to donate and that has been a few days after, if not shorter than, than that, <clears throat> from the October 7th, they send a, set up uh, uh, an account for people that would love to donate. Um, to people of israel and different organization what else do you think that that it's good for us as as people and, and let me say this um, i stand against uh, terrorists and i stand against what gaza has done and what uh, other supporters of gaza are doing but as a christian Christ told us to pray for Israel, for the peace of Israel, and also uh, uh, God asked us to pray for our enemies. And we pray for um, Hamas uh, terrorists, We pray that in those situations, as we pray for Israeli people, in those horrifying circumstances, they will turn to God. They will accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. And they will have an amazing story telling the world what God has done for them and how he transformed their lives. What else do you think that we can do?
0: Well, I think, you know, you've... You said it well. I could speak to what we are doing in our organization and how that your listeners can plug into that. Uh, We are number one praying. We have a global, a daily global prayer meeting on Zoom. We have over seventeen hundred people around the world are joining that prayer call every morning. They get the latest update from our leadership in Jerusalem. The, The call is organized by our Jerusalem headquarters. And so they get the latest updates, but they also get um, some Christian messaging about how to pray for this and what we should be doing. And then there are uh, prayers uh, during the the call. And um, we also have an ongoing prayer watch that we do every month, starting on the first day of the Hebrew month. So it, for instance, this week, it just started on Sunday, the new month. So we started the prayer watch. It goes for about two weeks, nonstop, every hour, a different group from a different country praying. And so it's a global prayer watch and it's called our Rosh Kodesh uh, prayer watch. And we invite your listeners to go to our website, which is I-C-E-J-U-S-A And under, um, I think it's initiatives, they can find all the links to these prayer things. Um, Secondly, we are raising funds night and day for relief work in Israel. Because our headquarters is there, our staff is on the ground. They are in touch with the various social uh, agencies and coming alongside them and helping them on behalf of the Christians around the world. And that's key. We're not just writing a check to some other organization. You know, we're doing it as Christians and coming alongside them. And and it's a great comfort. Uh, Right now in Israel, there are about 60,000 displaced Israelis because they were evacuated from all the communities outside of Gaza. And now they're evacuating some communities in the north. So it's about 60,000 Israelis that are not in their homes. They're being put up in hotels or anywhere that they can find housing. They need food. They need Some of them need clothing. They had nothing but the clothes on their back. And so we're helping with that kind of relief work. Um, we're helping raise money to buy ambulances and uh, medical EMT, like scooters and medical equipment. We're doing much, and your listeners once again can go to our website, icejusa.org, and there will come up a graphic that says Israel in crises: How to donate, and you can just click and go uh, to that donate page. The third thing we're doing is advocacy, and our branches all around the world because we're present in in almost 90 countries. So all of our branches around the world are doing what they can, organizing rallies, speaking out on behalf of Israel. Here in the United States, we just launched a letter campaign to get Christian leaders to sign on uh, a letter to the United Nations, uh, calling them to account for their lack of moral clarity in this situation, that they have not condemned the Hamas attack, And instead, they're only talking about humanitarian aid to Gaza. Well, what about humanitarian aid to Israel? Are are they not worthy of humanitarian aid? So uh, we've done another letter to uh, the president, uh, President Biden. We're very happy with his show of support for Israel, but we're asking him uh, to do even more and to make sure that um, they don't start doing this moral equivalency thing and, and uh, oh, the violence on both sides. No, no, s- stay strong. And then we've done a third letter, you'll be interested to know, to the presidents of u- these universities calling on them to uh, adopt a definition of anti-Semitism and enforce it and to provide security for their Jewish students. So uh, we're also working on possible rallies coming up and um, doing as many media interviews as we can to get the word out about the truth of the situation. So those are the things the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem is doing. And we would welcome your listeners to sign up, get get on our email list so they can be informed as the situation develops.
1: Oh, thank you so very much for sharing all of this. I know our audience and our listeners We'll go to your website and we'll uh, approach the way the God, the God uh, guides them, by prayers, by uh, uh, sending uh, donations or signing those, uh, those letters. They are so, so important and so powerful. Thank you so very much, uh, Susan, for coming to our podcast. We will have you again, we hope under different circumstances, and we hope that this will be resolved as soon as possible. Well, for that, we have to be strong and courageous. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you, Virginia. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you and your audience today. Thank you again. If you want to know more, Virginia Prodan, her coaching program, buy her book Saving My Assassin, or invite Virginia to speak at your events. Visit Virginia Prodan Books.com.